Down through the ages, God has spoken to his people through dreams, and he still does so today. But how can we tell if our dreams are a product of divine intervention or human imagination? Find out next when Pastor Paul Shepard shares his Destined for Victory message, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn. Before we get started, though, Pastor Paul joins me from his studio. Pastor, we are blessed at Destined for Victory to have so many friends and listeners who pray for us regularly and send special gifts from time to time to keep us on the air. But we also have a select few who have chosen to become legacy partners, and I know you want to take a moment to offer your sincere thanks for all they do to help share the gospel through these broadcasts. Yes, indeed. I am so grateful for our legacy partners. The legacy partners are so important because they give not only regularly, but they give large amounts that God has blessed them to sow into the ministry, and we need every single dollar that they send. I'm also grateful for the partners who give $20, $25 a month consistently. Those are the people who keep us moving, keep us going, keep us presenting Jesus to the world. And even if you've never given, but you are blessed by it, I want to let you know that blessing comes your way because there are people who love God and love this ministry, and they're determined to make sure that our voice remains strong on the air every day, and we're so grateful for each and every one of them. Well, Legacy Partners are those ministry friends that have been uniquely blessed and are able to give $2,400 per year. As Pastor said, we have several that are doing that, and we are grateful. We understand that not everyone can give to this degree, but perhaps you could consider becoming a monthly partner for as little as $20 a month. When you do, we'll send some special gifts your way, including one of Pastor Paul's most popular CDs, The Best of Let My People Smile. So call 855-339-5500 and find out more about how to become a Destined for Victory partner. Make your pledge over the phone or mail your gift to Destined for Victory, Post Office Box 1767, Fremont, California, 94538. You can also become our partner from our website, PastorPaul.net. And if you can't become a partner but would like to send a generous gift today, we'll be happy to send you, as our thank you, a study guide from InterVarsity Press called Joseph, How God Builds Character. That's Joseph, How God Builds Character. Request it today when you give your generous donation to Destin for Victory. That is when your Christian experience is at its best, when it is a growing relationship rather than a ritualistic religion. And let me tell you something else. He speaks to us today and he leads us today. God uses dreams and visions sometimes to reveal things he wants us to know. If you believe God has given you a dream or a vision, but you want to make sure it's His plan and not your own, then you'll want to pay special attention to Pastor Paul Shepard for the next 20 minutes or so. Now, let's join him for today's Destined for Victory message, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn. Here's Pastor Paul. Christianity is not at its core a religion. I know why we call it a religion and why we place it among the world's religions. It is considered, it is called the largest religion, the most prominent and prevailing religion in the world. But in a very real sense, Christianity at its core is not a religion. Jesus didn't come to establish a religion. 
He came to establish a relationship between God and man. And he is the one that leads us into that relationship. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. When we receive Jesus as Savior and acknowledge that he is Lord, we are led into a relationship with the Father. That is when your Christian experience is at its best, when it is a growing relationship rather than a ritualistic religion. We talk to God, we walk with God, we experience his love and grace. And let me tell you something else, he speaks to us today and he leads us today. It is a dynamic relationship. And so I spent time in the previous message talking in detail about the fact that God interrupted Joseph's dysfunctional world with a dream. And that God uses dreams and visions sometimes to reveal things he wants us to know. We established it from the pages of scripture both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And now as I pick it up there, I want you to understand, as I was saying at the conclusion of the last message, that dreams and visions are one of the ways God speaks to us about things he wants us to know, but they're not the only way. Sometimes... God gives you a burden, such as he did with Nehemiah. Sometimes God speaks to you through other godly people, such as he does by giving people a word. He did that in the life of Timothy, young Timothy in the New Testament. As the elders laid hands on him, a prophetic word came forth, you're told, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. And that was when he came to understand that God had called him to be a leader in the church of Jesus Christ. And I ended the last message by saying when godly people talk to you because they've been talking to God, you need to listen to them. God can speak to you through other people. And so God has a variety of ways in which he communicates things to us that he wants us to know. The important thing is you got to understand God has a dynamic relationship with us And he speaks to us today. Now, I want to drive home this point. Whenever you have a purported word from God, it must line up with the precepts and principles of scripture. If it is different than the word tells you, you know it's not a word from God. Because God's word, those 66 books in your Bible, is God's final word to us. There is no court of arbitration higher than that. There is no revelation higher than that. You can't say, I know what the Bible says, but here's what God told me this morning. (laughs) No, that word you got this morning, if it contradicts that Bible, then that word is from a source other than God. Because God does not contradict himself. In him is light and there is no darkness at all, we're told in 1 John. And so God never contradicts himself. I ended the message by saying, if God tells you, well, the Lord told me this morning, there's been somebody been getting on my nerves and God told me this morning to shoot him. <laughs> well, you don't have to pray. You don't have to check with anybody. That's not a word from God. I know plenty of demons would love for you to do that, but that's not a word from God. If you want to know what God told you about your enemies, it's in your book. He said, love your enemies. Do good to those who are doing you wrong. 
And so I ended the message by saying, if you get a word to bake a cake for your enemy, now that might be God. Because that's consistent with the book. And if it's God, he's going to tell you to bake it right. Are we all there? Bake it right. No special ingredients in there. Oh, yeah, I got a cake for you. Oh, yeah, let's fix this up just right. No word from God is ever going to contradict his written word. But God does speak to us today. So that's the first thing you want to know as we look at the fact that there are lessons we must learn. The first is that sometimes God uses dreams and visions to reveal things he wants us to know. I want to pick up from there now and continue on. I want to also remind you that one of the ways you can know what God wants you to do is by what he put in you. If you want to know what God wants out of you, look at what he put into you. Paul put it in Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. He said, I want you in my absence, just like you've done it in my presence, to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And then he said, for it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. In other words, what does that mean, Pastor? That means God works some things into you. Now he calls you to work them out of you. So if you want to know what God wants out of you, look at what he put into you. God doesn't want you, I've told you many times, God doesn't want you making CDs if you can't sing. You don't have to pray and fast. I wonder does God want to be a, to be an artist? As soon as the person next to you hears you in praise and worship, they can answer that question. No. No, God doesn't want you making CDs. You say, but I have such a love for music. Well, he wants you to love to listen to people who can sing. Don't you terrorize folk in the name of God. Look at what he put in you. There are gifts. There are abilities that God has given you. And those can be an indication of some things that he'll have you do. But if you follow the leading of the spirit, he will lead you and guide you into the things that he wants you to know. So the first point we've established is sometimes God uses dreams and visions to reveal things he wants us to know. Number two, not every dream is from God and not every dream is spiritually significant. Now you need to know that. On the one hand, God uses dreams and visions. On the other hand, just because you had a vivid dream or you have a vivid vision, doesn't mean it's from God. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's spiritually significant. Fact of the matter is, sometimes there are things going on in your head and they tend to work themselves out with kooky dreams. In fact, the wise man Solomon alluded to that in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 3 when he said, there are many cares on our minds when some dreams take place. There are many cares on our minds. Sometimes your dreams are the result of all the stuff that is on your mind. And you have overloaded your mind. Okay, not you. You are a person who lives in a perfectly balanced, tempered place. But there are people you know, and certainly people I know, 
who live out of balance. They take upon themselves the cares of the world. They carry everybody's burdens. They're worried about stuff they have no business worrying about. They have things on their mind they can do nothing about. They're trying to live people's lives for them and threaten that they're making bad decisions. And the result is that you can just live so that your mind is just piled up. And as a result of that, the wise man said, sometimes your dreams are the outworking of some of this heaviness that is on your mind. The fact of the matter is, there's no point in making it spiritually significant. It just means that you need to do what the Bible told you, which is to get your mind under control. How's the Bible tell you to do that? Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. You got to learn to be a person of praise and worship and give things over to God. It said, let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. And then Paul went on to say, now with regard to your legitimate cares, he said, you have got to understand that those don't belong with you. Those you have to give over to God. So he said, with thanksgiving, you've got to learn to take your cares. Don't worry about anything, he says, but pray about everything. Do you know that deciding to not worry is a decision you can and have to make? We'll be right back with more of today's Destined for Victory message from Pastor Paul Shepard, Senior Pastor at Destiny Christian Fellowship in Fremont, California. Listen to this broadcast on demand at pastorpaul.net. That's PastorPaul.net, where you'll find a brand new design and lots of great resources. There are people in this world who choose prayer over worry. And if you want to be one of them, all you have to do is decide to be. Here's Pastor Paul with the rest of today's message, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn. A lot of people think we have to worry. Well, what am I going to do but worry? The Bible tells you, do not worry about anything, but pray about everything. You give it over to God. You say, Lord, uh uh-uh, I can't handle this one. This one would drive me crazy. So you go to your place of prayer and you pray about it and get it into the Lord's hands. If you have to pray about it repeatedly, not so much because God didn't hear you, but because it's still kind of on you. You got to pray until you shift that burden from you over to God. And he said, you've got to not worry about anything, but pray about everything. And he said, with petition, along with thanksgiving. In other words, while you're begging God, stop and remember he's already been good. And he says, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Then you get the verse that we love to claim as a promise. And the peace of God that guards your heart will keep you. And you got to understand, you can't claim the peace until you have done the casting your cares, until you've done the rejoicing, until you've done the living in moderation. Until you get those things lined up, you can't claim verse 7. I tell you all the time, when you read a promise, you can't grab a promise out of the middle of a chapter and claim it. That's my word. And the peace of God. No, you can't claim peace till you did four through six. And so once you've done those things, you can cast those cares on the Lord and you can claim peace. My point here is that not everything in your dream life is from God. Sometimes it's just too much stuff on you. Here's another possibility. Sometimes there's too much stuff in you. (laughs) 
Sometimes there's too much stuff on your mind. Sometimes there's too much stuff in your belly. If you eat too late at night. Oh, come on. Some of y'all know where I am. You eat too late at night. Great big old meals all late at night. Your belly is stuffed. You feeling good and you fall off in a food drunken state. You are liable to dream all kinds of things. Pork chops running after you. And Don't make that spiritual. I wonder what that pork chop signified. It signifies you ate too much too late at night. Don't try to make sense out of everything. That's why God raised me up to be a practical preacher of the gospel. I'm trying to help folk live a practical Christian life. I'm tired of running into these spiritual spooky people who think everything that happened to them, there's some spiritual significance to it. No, no, that's not the way you live your life. Listen, God knows how to speak to us in such a way. If there's something God wants you to know, he knows how to be very plain. Don't spend all your time wondering, and I wonder why they went around that corner instead of the corner they usually go around. I believe God was trying. Yo, you think I'm playing? I meet these kinds of people. Something spiritually significant about which toll booth they drive through. I normally drive through this one, but the the Lord led me over to the right side. Okay, if the Lord led you to the right side, what happened over there? Did you have an exchange with that person? Was there something you were supposed to say to him? No, it just it's just like going through any other. I, but I'm trying, Pastor, help me understand why I went over there. Listen. Just live your life in Christ and say, Lord, as I live, I want you to lead me and guide me. I don't want to be misled. I want to be in your will. So God, whatever you want, make it plain to me. Tell God, Lord, I need you to be plain with me. Don't give me mysteries and wonderments. I need you to be plain with me. And the Lord will do that because he doesn't want you to be ignorant concerning his will. And so you got to understand that not every dream is from God. Not every dream is spiritually significant. Point number three, God-given dreams must be distinguished from personal fantasies. God-given dreams must be distinguished from personal fantasies. How do you know the difference between God's dream for your life and your personal fantasy for your life. Well, first of all, as I've said, God's dream for your life is gonna be clear and consistent with regard to the precepts and principles of scripture. It will line up with what you know in the word to be the will of God. So if you wanna be in God's will, get to know God's will. God's will is found first and foremost in his word. Yes, there are dynamic ways in which he is going to take those precepts and principles and reveal them in specific ways in your life. But those applications 
will be consistent with what you know in the word. So if you claim to want to know and be in the will of God, then you need to get familiar with your Bible. Time is out for you only knowing John 3.16 and the second verse of Psalm 23. (laughs) Time is out for that. This is not the age to have biblically illiterate Christians. This is not the day. There are too many cults. There are too many godless philosophies. There's too much new age junk out here. There's too much on talk shows that if you don't know the truth, you will be swept away by every wind of philosophy. And I am troubled by the number of Christians who don't know error when they hear it. I'm troubled by the number of Christians who will see some book on the shelf said that purports to be the secret and they'll read it and they say, oh, this is enlightening. No, that's error. That's what that is. It is truth not consistent with the scripture. And you got to learn truth from error. You got to learn it. And the only way you're going to know it is you got to get into your word until the word gets into you. Time out for the only verse you know is, yay, though I walk. Through the valley, and sometimes they messed it up. Through the valley and the shadow of death. (laughs) Well, which one are you going through, the valley or the shadow? (laughs) Get into your word. Let the word get into you. So the first way you distinguish your God-given dream from your personal fantasy is you got to make sure it's consistent with the precepts and principles of scripture. The second way you can know is, does it glorify God? Colossians 3.17 says, in all you do, in word and deed, do it all in the name of the Lord, giving praise to him. In other words, you've got to make sure that everything you are doing and everything you are saying is done to his glory, not to your glory. Because God is vested in glorifying himself. Even if he exalts you to a place of prominence or a place where many people know you or see you, he's exposing you because you are to let your light shine and the light is not you, the light is God in you. And so... The question is, am I out to glorify God or am I out to make a name for myself? Am I out to glorify God or do I want everybody to know who I am? The fact of the matter is, you've got to be about your father's business. If anybody on earth had a right to go after personal reputation, it would have been Jesus. But the Bible says clearly about Jesus, he made of himself no reputation. Now, we all know Jesus had an awfully big reputation, but it was big not because he was out seeking to make a name for himself. It was big because the father glorified himself through the son. All Jesus did was he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, you're told in Acts chapter 10, and God magnified him and God used him for his own glory. Guess what? God wants to use you, but he can only entrust you with certain fame when he knows that you are going to glorify him with it. 
So some of you have got to understand that if you believe God is going to take you to another level, you've got to first make it plain by the way you're living at this level that my life is really about doing the will of God. Thanks so much for being here for today's Destined for Victory message, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn. For more information about Destined for Victory or the thank you gift we have reserved for you as you give generously this month, visit PastorPaul.net for details. You have to live your life in such a way that God can trust you with more. Some of you, if you want to know whether God might potentially use you in a place of prominence, first question you want to do is, how am I glorifying Him right now? That's tomorrow in Pastor Paul Shepherd's message, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn. Until then, remember, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. In Christ, you are destined for victory.